Oh, man. Hey, it's Tuesday. Yeah, boy can dream. Yeah, sure, right. <laughs> it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. Shockingly enough, and again, you may be surprised by this, there are three things that I think <laughs> you need to know. And you know, it doesn't get old, though, does it? People love the three things. And I get it. I get it. It's all good. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Um, <clears throat> number one. Oh boy, I like this one a lot. Kirsten Cinema was in, and we're going to talk about this today. Kirsten Cinema was in Tucson yesterday, uh, and I love it. She was talking about uh, healthcare, acting as if she cares about it. Did you know? Fun fact: she was handpicked by the Obama administration in 2009 to push Obamacare in the state of Arizona. So she is she she literally helped destroy health care, health insurance. And now she acts as if she can actually fix it. Oh yeah. So we have that which is uh which is nice. Second thing that I think you need to know. Do you remember that story, that hor- horrific story out in New Mexico where you had the jihadis training kids and he and he killed his own three or the three year old kid ended up his own three year old ended up dead somehow, somewhere. Um those jihadis uh, that were abusing those kids and trying to brainwash them to shoot up schools, stupid judge in New Mexico released them on a signature bond. They didn't even have to pay. If they do something wrong, then they have to pay the $20,000 bond. Literally let them go as if they're not a risk to the freaking community or the country. Where's the FBI? I, uh, they're or there. somebody in the, in the federal government? They're there. Doing what? I don't, but the FBI can't block this as a judge. The judge said the state didn't prove the jihadis were a danger to the community. Are you high? Judge Sarah Backus. Sarah Backus. You can't make up this stuff. You literally can't do it. It's, it's impossible. Third thing that I think you need to know uh, is that apparently now, and you you won't be surprised, but this is a big deal. We can laugh at it and blah, 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 and we will. Democrats, according to Gallup, Democrats now prefer socialism to capitalism for the first time. That deserves another choir. Holy smokes. What is wrong with these people? Like, they they all suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. Three things I think you need to know. Really, I want to expand on that just for a second. We talk about McSally and some other stuff. Um, but, I mean, this really is crazy. The economy is booming. It just grew to 4.1% the last quarter. Wages are going up. Jobs are being created. We have more jobs, job openings than people to fill them. And yet dopey-ass Democrats hate Trump so much, they act as if this isn't happening, and they prefer socialism, which literally destroys lives. It destroys lives by destroying economies, destroying governments. It destroys lives. And yet these morons, because Democrats have taken over school boards and everything, and it's like they, they can say so many bad things in schools, but they can't say that socialism is bad for some reason and capitalism is good. Gallup, attitude, attitudes towards socialism among Democrats have not changed materially since 2010, with 57% today having a positive view. The major change among Democrats has been a less upbeat attitude toward capitalism, dropping to 47% positive in this year. Lower than in any of the three previous measures. Republicans, 
This is what's weird. Remain much more positive about it. 71% are positive about it than socialism. There are 16% of Republicans, according to this poll, that actually view socialism as favorable. Narcissism. I don't, I, but no, I, I, just, I just don't understand how they do this kind of poll. Who are these people? They hit the wrong button? They say the wrong thing? Who are they? But the fact that this stuff is actually happening right in front of people, the economy is literally on fire. And yet they're like, well, because they see idiots like Bernie Sanders and idiots like Cortez trying to make ca- uh, socialism acceptable because they don't know what the hell they're talking about because they're out of their freaking minds. Granted, again, though, you know, take this with a grain of salt in Hawaii, which maybe I mean, honestly, Hawaii might be the most leftist state there is mm-hmm. like they're out of their minds in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just had a uh, and I had it in the, in the prep yesterday. I did not get a chance to talk about it, but they had a uh, an election there. I think it was five Democrats to choose uh, from governor and uh, for governor and uh, in a primary. And the one that was backed by the socialists, Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders, lost. And if you can say it, the most fiscally responsible, if there is such a thing, Democrat, uh, won. So the nut job lost, and I guess the most sane out of the rest of them won. So it... And they keep losing, by the way. Remember last week you had uh, Cortez, every single candidate she endorsed lost. Yes. Again, I'm being endorsed by a person that has never won anything but a primary. Awesome. And they like hang their hats on that. <laughs> They're so dumb. So anyway, uh, that's the latest going on there. Now, I want to talk about uh, a lot of things. By the way, Steve Smith is going to be on the show. Uh, Steve Smith is going to be on the show. He is running a, in CD1. Um, against uh, Tiffany Shedd and Wendy Rogers. And if you missed the Wendy Rogers interview from yesterday, it's on my page at knst.com. It's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. I tweeted it out. It's all there. On my iHeartRadio channel, it's there. You have places to find it. Did not go well for Wendy. Uh, she couldn't answer questions. Just a question, just, really. She, yeah, just, it was all about you know her at radio ads, which I believe they after the interview... They uh, decided to change the ads or replace that ad with something else. It's a very powerful show we have. They did. They, they called up right afterwards and were like, we need you to pull this one or replace it with that. Pull the ad about the, uh, the Steve Smith uh, being tied to a website where there's uh, child sex trafficking. Pull that one, replace it with this. They did that. I'm, I mean, listen, we can be honest here. I'm always honest with you in that aspect. Um, so... That happened. So anyway, Steve Smith wanted to respond. His people called up like eight seconds after the interview ended and said to Ryan, can we get Steve on? So he's going to be on today. And I have a lot of questions for him. We'll let him explain his business aspect of stuff, but I have other questions as well. So uh, we'll get that going, which is which is nice. Uh, Sheriff Napier coming up at 810 this morning. But something I found very, very um, interesting is look at everything that's happening. Now, let's use our common sense because we like to do that, right? Let's use our common sense. Um, was it Friday we had Brandon Judd on? Friday we talked about yes, how Martha McSally got the endorsement from the National Border Patrol Council, which is the Border Patrol Union. Right? And I like Brandon, don't get me wrong, and Brand, you know, I've read stories where National Guard, uh, you know, being deployed to the border has helped, was it 10,000 arrests? It was thousands and thousands of illegals being arrested, stopped, apprehended, that kind of stuff. And yet Brandon Judd comes on and says that they're just painting, uh, they're painting parking lot lines. And, you know, you say, well, what's going on here? Now, again, I like Brandon. Brandon's a nice guy. Brandon has a job to do. 
Brandon's also the head of the union for the Border Patrol. He's a Border Patrol agent, and he's the head of the union. If all of a sudden National Guard are shipped down there, I mean, what's Brandon's job? Brandon's job is trying to get as much money and as many jobs for his fellow Border Patrol agents. Yes. So he'd rather have more Border Patrol agents down there than National Guardsmen. That's the way I look at it. Take it all with a grain of salt in that aspect. Again, I like Brandon. Everybody's got an angle, though. Everybody's got an angle. Okay? Um, so, anyway, Mark, Martha McSally was given the, um, the, the endorsement of the National Border Patrol Council. And I said on Friday, you know, why would they come out and do that? They're not doing that with anybody else. Maybe it's because they're trying to help Marcia. Martha. They're trying to nudge her over, right? Trying to trying to give her some support. And I'm thinking maybe it's not going so well in her internal polling, in the Republicans' internal polling. Maybe Kelly Ward's really uh, pulling away. May, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. And then the story came out that the Republican senators, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, It was a story in Politico. They came out and want Trump to endorse Martha McSally over his buddy Joe Arpaio and over Kelly Ward. I think Trump's smart enough to stay out of this. It says here, during a recent phone call, National Republican Senatorial Committee Chairman Cory Gardner from Colorado, by the way, I smoked on this show, and I'm not proud, I mean, I'm proud, but he came on and he wanted to, I remember back in the primaries in 2015, we could even replay it, it was just so funny, he came on just to tout Marco Rubio, and I guess he was just used to talk radio hosts letting him say what he wants because they just like to have a senator on. They want it to be a good time, blah, blah. And I asked him all kinds of stuff about uh, and, and brought up things about Marco Rubio's amnesty and, uh, you know, no borders and everything. And he literally couldn't say a damn word. Oh, yeah, January 22nd, 2016. Basically, by the end of the interview, he's like, look, man, I'm just calling up to say, you know, things about Marco Rubio. <laughs> so this dolt he's really not a bright guy this dolt um asked the president because reese folk called this guy asked the president to endorse martha mcsally according to two senior republicans familiar with the conversation trump according to one republican was non-committal and didn't say yes or no to the request so spidey sense right all of a sudden mcsally on friday Gets an endorsement on Thursday, I should say, because we had Brandon on Friday. But Thursday gets an endorsement from the National Border Patrol Council. And the same week, there's a phone call where Republican establishment senators ask Trump to endorse Martha McSally. Why are they doing this? If Martha McSally didn't need the endorsement, if she was smoking everybody in her in her races, then she wouldn't need this stuff, right? I'll bet that there was a big coordinated effort between the establishment guys, everything, everyone. I mean, trust me, I, I've gotten, when Brandon was on, I even got, uh, I got texts from people in the know saying that Brandon's right. Martha is the only one that has a chance in the general. Now, why? We'll get to that in a second. But the fact that in the same week, the Border Patrol Council endorsed McSally and Trump was asked to endorse McSally. And and Trump, even this morning, sent out endorsements for certain Republicans in tweets. 
The fact that he won't do it, because I think he realizes Kelly Ward's more in line, Kelly Ward supporters are more in line with him. McSally's part of the establishment. I think he could probably work with McSally. Hmm. It's not looking good, I think, for Martha McSally. Let's put it that way. Not looking good. Uh, I love the mainstream fake news media, though. Political rights. If Arpaio or Ward wins the primary, it would put GOP senators in difficult position of choosing whether to endorse the candidates. Senator Susan Collins and Bethany from Maine, who is a Ryan, she is she's the, a Jeff Flake in a dress. She said Arizona is one of the few places she might campaign this fall for Republicans because she won't campaign against colleagues. I'll go campaign in states where there are open seats like Arizona. Let me rephrase that. I would campaign for Martha McSally. That doesn't help Martha McSally. You have establishment dolts. Susan Collins doesn't want to get rid of Obamacare. Wants to fund Planned Parenthood. Not fond of the wall or tariffs. And that's what backs Martha McSally. You know what they say about birds of a feather. Exactly. So we'll have more on this because that's what we do. There's much more we need to talk about with this. And we'll continue. We'll do it. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. KNST has your shot at a trip to Our iHeart Radio Music Festival. Text the keyword FUND to 200 200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info, standard data, and message rates apply. That's FUND to 200 200. 77 out now. Garrett Lewis with you here on KNST. 98 with some spotty thunderstorms possible today. Spotty. That's the, I've never seen that word used before, but there we go. It could be a spot here, a spot there. That's what I'm being told. I had it rain right across the street from my house once. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Burning hot on one side, my side, wet on the other. There you go. It's spotty. That's the spot. That's that not the spot. The spot. Uh, it looks like this. the thunderstorms are going to stop by Sunday. It's going to be sunny and hot after that for a few days. Uh, so there you go. All right. So um, let me just think about it again. Martha McSally. Uh, getting propped up by the establishment people. It's like they're trying to hide it. Now, and, and I want to talk about this later on in the show, and we'll get to some Kirsten Cinema. It was a hilarious report of Kirsten Cinema, what she was doing in Tucson yesterday. I mean, what, what got reported by the media, what she did, it was hilarious. Uh, I'll tell you about that. But you sit back and say, um, if, Kelly, if, if Martha McSally loses to Kelly Ward, um, why all of a sudden do people think that Kirsten Cinema will automatically win? Because the polling. Why all of a sudden do people think people are going to stop what they're doing in the state of Arizona and vote for Kirsten Cinema? Especially, she's a fraud. She has just like McSally. She has a big PR campaign going on to hide her past. She voted against the tax cuts. She voted for Obamacare. She was literally the spokesman for Obamacare. One of thirty-two people in the country chosen. And the only in Arizona, chosen by Obama. We'll get into that in the, ne- in the next segment, about 10 minutes. Um, and what she said about Obamacare is hilarious. It was just a couple of months ago what she said about Obamacare. Uh, but uh, shame on this, this stupid Republican Party of Arizona. Seriously. I agree. Because they, they do not fight back. They, they are, the establishment in Arizona, the establishment Republican Party, has tarred and feathered Kelly Ward to make her seem like she's crazy. McSally flip-flops more than a fish out of friggin' water and literally scrubs her past so people don't know about it. Scrubs her past votes, scrubs videos, you name it, right? And that's considered normal. They just want to ignore that. Uh, And yet they try to make Kelly Ward, because she's not part of the establishment, to seem like a nut. So even, you know what, if somehow Kelly Ward 
if somehow Kelly Ward beats McSally in Arpaio in the primary and somehow loses to Cinema, I blame that on the Republican Party in the state of Arizona. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm just letting you know. These are the same dingbats that wanted Jeb Bush, by the way. They didn't want Trump in the Republican Party in Arizona. So what are they blinded by then? What's the motives? Money, money and power. Money, cheap, cheap labor, open borders, power. That's what it is, man. That's politics. We'll continue uh, more on, and you can comment, by the way, 880-KNST, 880-5678. I mean, again, it's not looking good for Martha McSally. If uh, all of a sudden establishment rhino, like the worst Republicans, even worse than Flake is Susan Collins, or at least on par. She wants to come for Martha McSally and try to get her uh, into office. And again, the fact they have to ask the president to back McSally to endorse her ahead of the primary, like three weeks ahead of it, two and a half weeks. It's not looking good for Martha. I'm just saying, we'll continue. Wait till you hear what uh, Kirsten Cinema did right here in Tucson, talking to companies about health care. It's just so funny. I'll get to that coming up. Here's Fox. Hey, it's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thank you. 641. Remember Herman Caney at the 999 plan back in 2012. Oh. And some uh, probably crappy franchise pizza. But anyway. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'm not, okay. That's what he did. He was the CEO of a pizza company. But if it's, not, if it's not in New York, it just doesn't work. All right, moving on. Three things I think you need to know. Thanks. Huh. We'll get into this in a second. Kirsten Cinema uh, here in Tucson, apparently talking to uh, companies uh, about uh, health care. She, she somehow can change it. Yet she uh, was the spokesperson for Obamacare back in 2009, handpicked to push it. Yes, handpicked to push it. Isn't that just nice? And... She likes the fundamentals of it. We'll get to that. And she was here at Tucson. It's just hilarious. She's, I mean, she's more of a, a fraud and a chameleon than McSally is. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that the judge in New Mexico, this is insane to me, but it's actually happened. Judge in New Mexico said that the jihadis that were training school kids and abusing them, by the way, to shoot up schools. And a three-year-old is found dead. She said they're not a danger to the community. She released them on bond, and not even bond where they had to pay money. Signature bond, where if they actually then do something illegal, then they have to pay money. She said, this, this judge said that there was no proof that these people were a danger to the community. What? Third thing, I think you need to know. Gallup poll says that uh, Democrats prefer socialism to capitalism for the first time. Yes, I mean, they've they've actually believed in socialism and, and supported it since 2010. And it's 57% of Democrats today have a positive view of it. However, for the first time, capitalism is below 50%. Only 47% of Democrats view capitalism as positive. And it's happening literally right in front of their eyes. Right in front of their eyes. Three things I think you need to know. All right, so there was, um, again, a story that I saw about Kirsten Cinema because she was here in Tucson, and she was talking about health care. By the way, talking about John McCain, we'll get to that in a second. Um, and I'm thinking, it, you know, if you ruin something, you must have either uh, 
a pretty big ego, pretty stupid, think pretty much nothing of people you're talking to, is if you are part of a, a group that has literally ruined something and then you act as if you're an expert and can fix it, that's that's not good. Or, I mean, it. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, but she, Kirsten Cinema, acts as if she can get health care better. She says health care is the number one issue to Arizonans. I still think it's the economy. I think illegal immigration is more important. I think health care probably be number three. But that's what she says. And I don't believe her. Um, she was speaking to Southwest Gas Executives about her approach to regulatory reform. <laughs> you know, they absolutely love Trump's regulatory reform because he's actually doing it. What the hell has she done as a state lawmaker or a congressperson? Again, um, there are PR companies that are shaping McSally. There are PR companies that are shaping Kirsten Cinema. Kirsten Cinema is out of her mind. And it's working. Is it, though? You know why it's working? Because people don't want to do any work. Yeah, you're right. They don't do any research. Yeah. They don't want to scratch the surface. May, or may, maybe, maybe not. I mean, there's, it's just not hard to figure out where people are if you just Google their name with an issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just... But as some people are lazy. You're right. They're, they're lazy. Some? So it says here... Uh, she, she's, it says here, in a roundtable discussion with patient advocates and local health care providers on how to improve access to health care in Arizona, which, by the way, they expanded... Uh, Medicare here, which is Obamacare in the state of Arizona. And I got to get into this. There was a research done by the Goldwater Institute that proves how much of a failure it's been. But that's always left out. I love this. So in a roundtable discussion, this is in a local paper, with patient advocates and local, local, uh, local health care providers on how to improve access to health care in Arizona, Cinema spent just as much time writing down notes as she did talking about her platform and her approach to finding solutions in Congress. Holy crap, she's writing down notes. She really cares. She's writing down notes. She said she is a member of the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus in the House of Representatives. Yes, problem solvers. She said some of the requests might take years to work their way through Congress, like an example covering dental needs and certain types of insurance offered by the state. More free stuff. By the way, dental insurance sucks. Dental insurance is terrible. Stop writing down stuff trying to be Kirsten Cinema. <laughs> I'm typing down things. I'm really paying attention. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's what she's done. She's writing down notes, and she's acting as if she knows how to do anything. You know, if people had a clue, they'd say, listen, I'm glad that you came down here to talk to us about health care. But we're not going to listen to you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to kick you the hell out of here after we talk to you and say, you were part of the group that screwed this up. You made it much more expensive and made it harder for people to actually keep their doctors and get access. Because you got the government involved in huge ways. Huge ways. Matter of fact, I have a story here from 2009. This is what I do. Arizona Capital Times. June 10th, 2009. Arizona Representative Cinema, because she was a state representative then. Arizona Representative Cinema asked to help reform U.S. healthcare system. How'd that work out, huh? The Phoenix Democrat announced June 10th she is one of 32 lawmakers selected, the only one from Arizona. It says here, she will join state lawmakers from across the U.S. in the coming months to help President Obama reshape the nation's health care policy and reform a system politicians from both parties say is broken. So she was bigly involved. Bigly. 
Bigly. Quote, this is what Cinema said in a press release. I am so grateful and honored for this amazing opportunity to truly reform our nation's health care. Our health care system is broken and families and businesses are being crushed by high health care costs. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Really? So she was part of the crew that destroyed it, made it a lot worse. Wasn't as bad as they said it was. Nothing is going to be perfect. You know, all of a sudden where they go, well, we're never going to have 100% people um, insured, covered. Thank you. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's just the way it is. I want you to hear. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is which one is this now? I'm sorry. What did I take? Because we have a couple of stuff. This one from 2012. Uh, they both look like they came off of VHS. Oh, no, no, is this 72 first? Yeah, I know, 72. Uh, this actually is May of this year. She's on News 12 in Phoenix. Listen to this. One of the big issues uh, this coming year, as with last year, the Affordable Care Act rollout. You were the person handpicked by the White House to lead the rollout or lead the discussion as it started back in 2009 here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Now you're voting with Republicans in Congress to knock out key pieces uh, of the Affordable Care Act. How messed up is this law? Well, you know, Bram, the fundamentals of the law are good. What? Um, when the law is implemented appropriately, it will help more Americans get greater access to cheaper coverage. When it's so, the fundamentals. What does that even? You know, the fundamentals are good. No, the bill sucks. But the fun, the fundamentals. What does that mean? The fun. You're just using words. Explain what the fundamentals are. Can the fun? Well, the fundamentals are everyone gets coverage. Is that is that possible? If that's possible, why didn't this work? Well, when it's implemented correctly, I'm sorry. If a bill is law, there's it, there's only one way to implement it. You can't just sit here and go, "I'm gonna, we're gonna do this and not do that." What does that mean when it's implemented correctly? Complete and utter socialism. I, yeah, maybe I don't. What is it? when it's implemented correctly? Where it's gonna work like a charm. So was it not implemented correctly? How was it implemented incorrectly? Can you explain that? How would you actually implement it correctly? These are questions I'd ask. You know, maybe we should get her on. Talk about this. Will she really? I don't know. I'll call her. I, I'll, I'll, shoot, I'll shoot you an email with yeah. her scheduler's information because I just got one. These are just things I want to know. And then I love this. Going back to 2012. Now, she's been in Congress six years, a three-term congressperson. She was, let's, just, let's, play the, let's play the next one. Yeah, this is in 2012. Listen to this. All right, uh, we move to health care. Would you have voted for the Affordable Care Act? Ted, I would have voted for it. And as many folks in Arizona know, I worked hard to help shape that law mm. to make it fit Arizona's needs. And there you have it. Did it fit your needs? Mm-hmm. Did it help you out? Apparently, uh, it's great. Six years later, fundamentals are good, but we need to do other things. And blah, 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 blah. Hmm. So there you have it. I, Garrett, what? Which, how which would part? Obamacare have worked? <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. How would it have worked? Complete, completely, and covered everybody. What's the one thing that needed to happen? It it wouldn't. Everybody needed to sign. I don't know, but it, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. It can't. It's impossible. The government is involved in way too much, making it way too expensive, way too many regulations. But it felt good, right? It felt good. That's what it comes down to with everything. It feels good. And then you have people that don't get it. No, oh, but people need to be covered. No. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's like Medicare is not the, trust me, if you're on Medicare, there are some good things and there's a lot of bad things too. It doesn't, that's why there's, you know, supplemental A, B, C, D, because it doesn't cover everything. You get the gold plan or the platinum plan. Yeah, this, well, no, that's that's Obamacare. That's Obamacare. And that's, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Where's the rusted plan? I'm pretty sure we had that one. I think so, too. Mm. Uh, so apparently Kirsten Cinema took a shot at Trump over John McCain. I think we have time. We'll get to that coming up at about five. And then Steve Smith about that crazy Wendy Rogers ad. Um, and, uh, and some more about him. That's, he's coming up at 710. Don't go anywhere. It's KNS. What's up, 707? It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 792, Sound's most stimulating talk. Now, there are also three things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Kirsten Cinema was in Tucson talking about uh, health care. And that's funny because she helped ruin it. She was uh, the one person from Arizona handpicked by the Obama administration to push Obamacare back in 2009. 2012 said she, of course, would vote for it. Then she said a couple of months ago, the fundamentals are good. And now she acts as if she's an expert on it when she helped friggin' ruin it. What a joke. Second thing that I think you need to know, wacky judge out in New Mexico has released the jihadis. You know that crazy story about the, uh, the, the nutty jihadis training kids to shoot up schools out in New Mexico in the middle of nowhere? And then one three-year-old was found dead? Judge said, you know what, uh, nobody proved that they were actually a uh, danger to the community, so we're going to release them. Uh, on bail. They don't even have to pay. It's a signature bond, meaning they only have to pay if they actually do something wrong. Holy smokes. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, uh, Gallup shows once again Democrats loving socialism more than capitalism. 57% have a positive view on capitalism, but for the first time ever, below 50 now, uh, only 47% of Democrats view capitalism as positive. So 57% say they have a positive view of socialism, say have a positive view of capitalism, yet the economy is booming right in front of their freaking eyes. Brain dead, man. Just brain dead. Three things that I think you need to know. So yesterday we had uh, Wendy Rogers on, and, uh, you know, I pressed her her pretty tough about the, uh, the ad that she had accusing Steve Smith. They're all running for Congress. Her, uh, Wendy Rogers, Steve Smith, Tiffany Shedd, running for Congress at CD1. And uh, the ad said that somehow he is a modeling agency that ties him to child sex trafficking and whatever. She literally couldn't answer the actual proof. Like, Give me some proof besides you just saying that. She couldn't do it. Right after the show, uh, we got a phone call, apparently, our, our production department, traffic department, and they said, can you yank, the-? Wendy Rogers people said, can you just take that ad off the air and replace it with a different one? So apparently we have a very powerful show, and it resulted in that. But Steve Smith, who is running against her, and Tiffany wanted to talk about this and more. He joins us now. Steve, how you doing, man? Garrett, I'm a big fan. Great job, and uh, thanks for having me on. You got it, man. Uh, and listen, I was just going to be honest with the audience, and uh, I got a phone call yesterday early in the afternoon from people I work with. They said, yeah, her campaign called and said, can you pull that ad? And it's crazy. It was talked about all over the state. So apparently, I guess, uh, the final straw was yesterday, so... Uh, let, let's talk about really quick before we get to, you know, what you believe, what you want to do if you go to Congress, um, explain your modeling agency and, and how this works. And again, that website, it appeared to me that anybody that owns a modeling agency, if they have clients, you're trying to get them jobs, you put them on that agency, they get contacted by people that need models. You know, Garrett, you're right. And, and, and first it's not my company. Uh, the company has been over around for over 22 years. I mean, I've worked there for part of it, but, uh, 
So a minority Christian business woman owner started it 22 years ago, still runs it today. Uh, we pride ourselves on being a Christian-based company. And when I heard that, uh, my name in the same sentence as, as some of that garbage that Wendy put out in her ad. Uh, you're right. I, I held a press conference uh, last Friday with the Arizona Police Association, where the off- where the association representing the over 10,000 sworn officers across the state demanded Wendy Rogers get out of the race. They said they had never, as as a police organization, have never seen anything so salacious, so unfounded, and they asked for her to drop out. We had congressmen, we had county attorneys, we had other people echoing the same sentiments. Basically, what you have, Garrett, you have, a, you have a desperate candidate in Wendy Rogers who's been losing in every poll playing the Wendy Rogers typical card. This is how she campaigns. She's been running for office for 10 consecutive years unsuccessfully. And this is why she's unsuccessful, because she will go and reach and just manufacture stuff like this, and the people can't stand it. But not only that, it's salacious. So in the press conference, I said myself and the business owner will be suing her personally for everything that she's doing because it's 100% false. Wow. So uh, I don't know, have you heard, is, is it pulled just on my station or around the whole states? Have you heard anything I've about heard that? Pull, I've heard it's pulled everywhere, but but I'm sure you're the one that led the charge. So I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think she's been overwhelmed with, this is number one, not how you run a campaign. But number two, you know, I, I say, I tell everybody she's breaking the eighth and the 11th commandment. The Eighth Commandment from the Lord out of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not lie, and Reagan's Eleventh Commandment on top of it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so it's a, uh, but but it is what it is, and she's she's desperate, she's losing, and this is what she resorts to. But I'm not going to leave it there. We're going to personally sue her uh, because it is a, uh, wow. it is so outrageous and so out of bounds, and uh, I'm not going to let it go. Steve Smith's on KNST AM seven ninety, running for Congress in CD one. Um, so it seems like now. Everybody thinks Trump is cool. I, I back the guy as soon as he came down the escalator. And you were a big Ted Cruz supporter before. And, and I get that. Look, Ted, you know, a lot. Of, it was either a lot of people. Every, we had hosted like 17 debate watching parties. And people always said it was either Trump first, Cruz second, Cruz first, Trump second. Either way. Um, when did you get on the Trump train? Yeah, so Ted Cruz was the first candidate in the race. And I, and, and I was on his team. I was on his leadership team, very first candidate. After Trump, same thing. After Trump gave that elevator uh, escalator speech and drove down, um, I was, I think, one of three elected officials on his very, very, very first visit to Arizona, nearly over three years ago at the convention center. That's when our party and the McCains and Flakes were saying, don't go to that rally. He's not our brand. And even though I was on Ted's team, I said, yeah, but that guy's speaking a lot of what I like. And I went there. And matter of fact, Jeff DeWitt, the COO of the Trump campaign, the Arizona treasurer, when he came in uh, backstage with, with Mr. Trump, President, uh, candidate Trump then, you know who the two people that greeted him backstage were? Hmm. Sheriff Joe and me. And so, and, and Trump and I got a chance to talk, and I told him, hey, I was building border fences before it was cool to build border fences. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I wrote the bill in Arizona seven years ago to build it. And anyway, so since that very, 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 very first rally, I've been a huge fan of the president. And that's why President Trump's leadership team, from his national deputy campaign manager, David Bossie, to Jeff DeWitt, to his Arizona state director, to Sheriff Joe, to everybody that's close to him on his team, all endorsed me. And I'm the only one in the entire state, one of the few in the country, I think, that have all those endorsements. So it's funny in that same radio spot when Wendy tries to trash a good company and, 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 and smear and, and mud, mudsling. She says, I didn't support the president. Well, I did. That's why his team endorses me. She says, I didn't really like the border fence. 
Well, I wrote the bill seven years ago to build it. <laughs> and, you know, so her, it's just it's just full of lies. But, no, I've been a big fan of the president, and that's why his team supports me. Okay, Steve Smith's on KNST AM 790. Well, i got to ask you about this, because uh, down here with Martha running for Senate, um, we have three candidates uh, that I know of that are running to replace her on the Republican side. And one of them is Leah Marquez-Peterson. And she is being backed by Jim Click, her brother Edmund, uh, she was on this show and acted as if she did not know what chain migration was. She's never liked Trump. She never supported Trump. She's against the wall. Uh, she's for cheap labor. She's a Hispanic chamber of commerce. And Jim click personally asked her to run personally asked her to run. So obviously he likes what she believes in. And then I saw that an invitation back in March, you had a fundraiser thrown by Jim click, Edmund Marquez, Umberto Lopez, who we have issues with here uh, in the uh, in, in the greater Tucson area up in Oro Valley, where he basically, uh, thanks to the mayor of Oro Valley, swindled the taxpayers of Oro Valley to uh, buy a money losing golf course. So, you know, how, how do how do we know that you're not going to all of a sudden do things for the people that don't exactly like President Trump? Well, so, you know, it's interesting. My previous races uh, running for the Senate, you know, I've, I've represented this area in the, in the state Senate for years now. Um, a lot of the folks you just mentioned had always uh, fundraised against me. Uh, they, they, they had always propped up opponents that ran against me because I'm ranked the number one conservative legislator in the entire state of Arizona and every top scorecard. Uh, I think this year, and, and frankly, that was the first time I had met a lot of those people. They said, hey, Steve, the past is the past. We know that you can help win this seat. And what we want to do is take this seat back from the Democrats. And we know you can do it. You know, let bygones be guy by, 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 uh, be bygones. And, uh, and, and, you know, so, hey, for me, it's, it's we need a, a team effort. But, but just know that, uh, yeah, a lot of that effort uh, was, was pointed against me in the past. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, Republicans have to unite. They know in order to defeat this Democrat that's in our seat right now, Tom O'Halloran, we need a person who can do it. And I'll remind everybody, when I first ran for the Senate, I defeated a Democrat dynasty who had held that seat, their family, for about 30 years. And I became the first Republican elected since statehood in 1912. And so when people look at, well, how do you actually win CD1? It's great to have you know, the, our nominee, but how do you win the congressional seat? You need somebody who's defeated a Democrat and can secure our, our party's base. Well, I've won this base in our area better than anybody's ever won it before, and I've been a Democrat. And I think a lot of Republicans from a lot of stripes endorse me. But don't forget, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows from the Freedom Caucus, mm-hmm. probably two of the most, I don't know, conservative people in the entire Congress, all endorse and support me as well. Ted Cruz endorses me. So, you know, we've we, we got a big tent, but everybody in Arizona knows very clear who Steve Smith is, the number one ranked conservative on every top scorecard so, in the state. So you're not going to, again, because, you know, you know, we heard for years that Jeff Flake and McCain, they would say things when they're running, and they get there and do the complete opposite. Martha, who knows which way she goes. Yeah, The influence of Click and the rest of these guys, not going to impact anything that, that, that you believe, not going to impact any votes that you take. No, because, listen, I've been doing this since, since for the last seven and a half years, and consistently, matter of fact, today, I have a, a press conference with the Free Enterprise Club. And, and Free Enterprise Club in Arizona is, is, again, arguably the most conservative group in the state when it comes to policy. Not, not the words that come out of your mouth and, gee, I want to go and vote for that, and hey, I'll go fight for that. No, no, no. How did you actually vote on the issues? 
how did what bills did you actually introduce to to uh, to advance the conservative agenda? They are giving me their top award today from this past session. Again, so this isn't like a Jeff Flake thing where in the beginning of my career I was conservative, then we tailed off. To this very day, I'm still ranked number one from the American Conservative Union, Goldwater Institute, Americans for Prosperity, you name it, Free Enterprise Club, number one, because I fight for what I believe in. Mm. Boy, what a novel concept. Okay. <laughs> Stand up for the principles you believe in, and that's why Freedom Caucus members, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, Andy Biggs, and so many all endorse me. Uh, can you hang on for me? Because I want to talk about what you want to do if you get to Congress. What do you want to do? The most important yep. issues to you, what do you want to fight for? But we just got to take a little break to make some money. Can you hang on for me? Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you. Steve Smith is on KNST AM 790. We'll ask him about all this stuff. Uh, coming up, don't you go anywhere. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 726, thanks for hanging out. Spotty thunderstorms today. Garrett Lewis with you on KNST AM 790. 98 or so uh, for the high. Not the boy band, but just 98. Yeah. Uh, let's continue with Steve Smith running for Congress. Steve, thanks for hanging on, man. I appreciate it. Well, um, of course. Thanks for having me. You got it. So uh, real quick also, Rio Nuevo was a big deal down here. Uh, the money was basically, uh, it vanished, the first uh, $230 million of it or so. Um, and then the state tried to take it over, and they did take it over. Uh, but it's still kind of run by the same kind of guys down here. And I've, I've seen the videos. And this just I have to ask it, and it just makes me wary after we see all the, you know, um, the establishment, whether it's state level, county level, city level, national level, um, when the Rio Nuevo hearings were happening and you were overseeing these, I mean, there were meetings in the back room with Jim Click and others. Uh, so, I mean, how can you assure people uh, after, you know, and let's face it, those TIF, you know, the tax increment financing, it's kind of like crony capitalism. It's kind of like people helping people, uh, friends helping friends uh, do business with taxpayer money. Um, and you kind of oversaw all that. So, you know, again, how can you, because there are a lot of people that, that doubt that you'll be that pure guy that really is kind of a Trump guy fighting the system in that aspect because of this. Yeah. You know, so again, it's, you have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fake news out there as the president would say. So there, there was a bill that came before my committee, uh, that wants to extend the Rio project. Now again, Rio is a, was a bad idea and it got worse. And then the state took it over, like you said. And so, uh, what, what's the best way to do it, dissolve it or, or have the state take it over. What, when the bill came to my committee, uh, to extend it, I voted against it. Now, I talked with, of course, I talked with people on both sides of the issue before, during, and after that hearing. We had four hours of testimony that day in committee. So we, we kind of heard from everybody everywhere. So not only did I, did I vote against it in committee, I voted against it on the floor, and, uh, and, and that's the way it is. I think there was, there, you had good people trying to do good things to make uh, the best out of a bad situation with Rio. I still voted against it, though, because I thought, well, you know what, it, it's, it's still maybe, maybe not the best idea to, to go down this road yet until all the debt is paid off. Uh, but, uh, but again, you, you had friends on both sides of the issues, and so I spent uh, the weekend, the day, the week, uh, the, the two weeks leading up to it, talking with everybody on both sides of the issue, seeing if there was amendments that we can make on it. At the end of the day, I didn't feel it was a good bill, so I voted against it. Uh, other people voted for it. I voted against it. So if, if you didn't like the real project, well, then I did what you wanted me to do and, and voted against it. So, okay. Uh, if you get to Congress, what are what are the main goals, the main things that you want to accomplish? You know, so for me, it's always been uh, border security. I mean, that's why it's uh, uh, my first year in the Senate here. I think literally one of the first bills I introduced was to build our border fence. Uh, Janet Napolitano left us in, in broke, uh, and uh, and certainly wasn't giving us any money. The state was broke. 
And so I went out and raised own private money, uh, and the border committee sent it down to the border sheriff, uh, Sheriff Daniels in Cochise County, who's arguably the top border sheriff in the country. He's testified in, in the border committee three years in a row, including this year. The money that I raised and sent him was invaluable in, in apprehending and convicting dozens of illegals, thousands of pounds of drugs up the street, weapons up the street, because nobody else is doing anything. And I said, well, if they're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. And that's one of the reasons why the United States Border Patrol Council, representing the 15,000-plus Border Patrol agents in the nation, endorsed me as well. I wrote the bill to defund sanctuary cities. I wrote grants law uh, mandator, man, uh, mandating that uh, there's mandatory prison time for legal aliens in our state who commit felonies. I've, I, I've done all those things. And so um, for me, border security is national security. But again, I am also the chairman of the Commerce and the Public Safety Committee in the Senate. So everything that touches our military, police, border, or uh, our economy and jobs are, are, my, are my two biggest passions. And they, those all come through my committee. And, and real quick, the big thing I've been working on is, is our trade work, bringing back uh, electrician and plumbing and welding and pipe fitting, all these good trade jobs that pay a bunch of money. Uh, again, passed legislation this year to help do that, bringing more uh, apprentices into Arizona. Uh, and, and those are the things I want to keep fighting for. Um, you know, that, that's interesting because I have a lot of friends that are contractors. We talk about it on this show that, uh, I mean, not everybody should go to college. I think college is kind of a scam, to be honest with you. Uh, they make people feel like they're stupid if they don't go to college. Uh, but, right. but there are lots of people. I mean, I have, I have friends. I got a neighbor that can't build a pool in his backyard for three months because the cement guys can't get enough people to work. So, right. I, I, I mean, wh- what do we do? How do we solve that? You know, yeah, that's right. And so, you know, I started hearing that, that, that uh, electricians and plumbers yeah. start off making 50 grand a year in year one. And I said, well, what am I doing? Because <laughs> a year two or three, they're making 75, 80 grand, four or five, they're at six figures. Yeah, you know, and, and this is good work. And you're right. You don't have to spend, you know, uh, $50,000, $60,000 in student loans and go away for four or five years. You can do that if you want to, but you're right. Not everybody needs to go to college. And even if you do, I know when I paid my way through college, I worked maintenance mm-hmm. uh, in all the dormitories, fixing all the toilets and the lights. I mean, I did all this work. Uh, but, but so what I did is I passed a bill that said we found a federal fund to bring in apprenticeships uh, into Arizona. So if you are a small business and you want to bring on uh, new folks, we have a training fund to do that. But you know what? I, the other thing I did in that bill, Garrett, hmm. I said, well, we need to find people to work. Well, where's the biggest group of people that need a job? Well, the unemployment line. And so I wrote in the bill, I said, if you are on unemployment benefits and you are offered a job and you don't take the job, you will lose your unemployment benefit. And do you know that Governor Ducey signed that bill and today, that is the law of the land in Arizona, literally as of last week, and that the senior policy devi- uh, advisor from the United States Department of Labor flew into my committee from Washington and testified and said, Steve, this should be landmark model legislation across the country. And it's one of those biblical principles, right? You know, teach somebody how to fish, don't give them a fish, right? And, and that's exactly what I'm doing. So I'm trying to get people who need a job out of the system into a great high-paying job, and that bill that I wrote uh, is going to help do just that. Uh, last one for me, because we're running out of time. Steve Smith's on KNST, AIM 790. Um, when it comes to uh, the wall, the jobs, immigration, illegal immigration, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, do you support any increase in H-1B, H-2B visas, those kind of things, legal workers, or do you think we have enough people here? Um, what do you, and I just want to get your take on this. I'm asking you a lot of questions in one and your take on the president's idea of getting rid of, uh, chain migration, the diversity, uh, visa, all that stuff. Uh, what, what is your take 
on the president's ideas to clean up our immigration system. Yeah, of course, chain migration, uh, you know, has to go. It's it, 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 it is the policy that is, that is that is so detrimental um, to, to our immigration system. And as a matter of fact, it's a slap in the face in many ways to it. Uh, and, and again, so what I what I have always advocated for is, uh, number one, strong borders. Uh, number two, interior programs. You have to have them. So a lot of people will tell me, when I was writing the bill to build our border fence years ago, they said, Steve, well, what good is a border fence going to do? I said, it's a component. It's, I, always, I always liken it to a prison. If you just have a, a, a prison and a wall, well, sooner or later, people, the inmates will get out unless you have somebody watching the wall, right? And so you not only need a, you need a physical barrier, fence, or a wall, but you need interior enforcement, law enforcement behind it. And a really quick, in Yuma, Arizona, we did it. We put up a double-layer fence. We put the National Guard on the border. Do you know that reported 94% of illegal activity stopped in the entire Yuma sector of Arizona after we did that? That's what we need to do. Build the fence, build a wall, get interior law enforcement behind it, and then one more critical component, have your interior laws, like SB 1070, like Grant's law that I wrote, like the Sanctuary City Bill, the Anti-Sanctuary City Bill that I wrote. And then you have to have the swift judicial system to process them. But you need to do all of those things. We've done it on the western half of Arizona. We need to replicate it across the country. The U.S. Border Patrol endorses me. They know I'm the only one in Arizona that can help get that done. Uh, and real quick, H-1B visas, H-2B visas, those kinds of things. Do you think we need to decrease those, or would you like to see an increase in those? Like, well, this goes back to the question we just talked yeah. about with, with, with trade work. Yeah. I think there's, pl- there's plenty of Americans that are in need of a job. And I think today, you know, especially as it comes down to, to, to our immigration system, I want to see American people getting work. And all I know, if I keep going up and down the unemployment line, there's over 20, 25,000 people on unemployment at any given time in Arizona. Now, not all of them can, 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 can do certain work, but I want to start with our American workforce first. And the American people need to have jobs because that will lower our unemployment rate. What does that do? That increases our credit rating. What does that do? That makes our state more viable on a financial footing. So to answer your question, yeah, no, I, I, I would love to see those jobs and any job, go to an American citizen first. All right. Steve Smith, running for Congress. Steve, I appreciate the time this morning, man. God bless you. Thanks so much for having me, and uh, appreciate all the great your work you're doing. Thank you. Take care. We'll continue. You can react. Right now, it's Fox. How can a guy that's, well, let's just say he's not six feet tall have an ego that big? One word, stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 744, three things I think you need to know. Sorry, that interview went a little bit long with Steve Smith, but I thought it was necessary. Uh, one is uh, that uh, Kirsten Cinema was in Tucson yesterday, and she uh, did a roundtable at Southwest Gas with executives about health care, which is hilarious, again, considering she was the Obama handpicked person from Arizona back in 09 to push Obamacare. And in 2012, she said she would actually support it. She was behind the ruining of health care, like literally destroying it. Now she acts like she can actually fix it. I mean, really? These people are sick. Second thing that I think you need to know is that the judge out in New Mexico, a judge in New Mexico actually said that those jihadis that had that camp in the middle of nowhere that was teaching kids to literally shoot up schools that a, a three-year-old died in a religious ceremony and they just put him in plastic into the ground. She said these people don't, don't actually pose a danger to the community. They can go free on bond, which they don't even have to pay. Insane. Third thing I think you need to know, 
Uh, Gallup did a poll. Democrats, 57% of a positive view of socialism. Only 47% have a positive view of capitalism. Holy stupid Batman. Three things I think you need to know. Just just crazy. Just sick. Sick. Sick, well, I said. Stuff, sick. Free stuff. That's true. Uh, Sheriff Napier coming up at uh, 810 this morning about Supervisor Dick Elias. Uh, saying he basically, when asked, you know, uh, he asked uh, Napier, hey, Mark, you know, do you have the soundbite? Do you have the soundbite from yesterday? Um, uh, about uh, Dick Elias? Yeah, that just the short one. No, no, we, no, no, we need the short one, the four second. Then it's 58, right below it. There you go. This, uh, when, when Napier said, we're going to have layoffs, we don't get the Operation, Operation Stone Garden grant money. Dick Elias said this. You're actually talking about laying these people off, Mark? Yes, people losing their jobs. Okay. Okay. So he's very flippant about it. Apparently he doesn't care. And that is what it is. And there you go. There you go. So we're going to talk to Sheriff Napier about that and some uh, some other things. Um, now, I also want to, uh, there's a lot I want to get into. And I've had so many stories I've actually held into this. I've held in my prep for a long time that I'd like to talk about, including, again, it's about uh, your money. Okay. We haven't done these in a while. I've got this story. Government wasting your money. You ready for this one? We've had a lot of doozies in the past, and I'm surprised that Jeff Flake uh, hasn't said anything about this, except that he only says things about Trump that are just terrible. Again, nothing about the great economy, anything else. Maybe you can go uh, monitor some more elections in uh, corrupt African countries. Jeff Flake, by the way, before I get to this wasteful spending story, Jeff Flake was very upset, very upset with uh, Donald Trump's tweet, President Trump's tweet. Trump tweeted out, when you give a crazed, crying lowlife a break and give her a job at the White House, I guess it just didn't work out. Good work by General Kelly for quickly firing that dog. And you get moron Jeff Flake retweeting it with his comment. You know what Jeff Flake said? This kind of language is unbecoming of a president of the United States. There is no excuse for it, and Republicans should not be okay with it. Which is why nobody likes you, Jeff Flake. And it's why you decided to, to quit, to say, I'm not going to go for my job again. A year, over a year in advance, because you realize nobody likes you. Stop he, whining. He's just trying really hard to get that job at CNN. I mean, really hard. That, that, so you're worried about that. Obama literally lies about Americans being killed in Benghazi. Obama literally spied on an AP reporter and James Rosen. You didn't say crap, you freaking fraud. God, this guy's the he is just a, an unbelievable moron. Unbelievable moron. It took him getting called out by uh, certain media, Breitbart, I believe it was, for realizing how bad the elections in Zimbabwe were. I'm overseeing these, and these are great. Get out of here, ass clown. Uh, feds, it's true, though. It's unbecoming of a talk show. No, actually, it is. It's, it's becoming of Jeff Flake. So here we go. National Institutes of Health, which, by the way, Trump wanted to cut the budget of, and then stupid rhino Republicans fought back against it. National Institutes of Health is spending $140,000 to reduce intersectional stigma of trans women in Nepal. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The project will deploy a stigma research initiative in Nepal as a means to explore anti-trans stigma against trans women or biological men who identify as women, which are trans women. Yeah. Yeah. No research, they say in the grant, in South Asia has examined the impact of intersectional stigma on HIV risk and care among trans women. Uh, that's 
I mean, do you do you want your you work every day? I work every day. I don't want my damn. I, I see how much money I lose in my taxes every two weeks. The federal government takes it out. Then I got to pay them by April 15th every year. And they're taking my damn money that I work hard for and giving it to study freaking trans women in Nepal. What? It was uh, researchers at the Public Health Foundation Enterprises, a nonprofit based in California. They said this project is necessary because no one has ever investigated trans stigma in Nepal before. And they said it's past time to do so. Come on, man. Help some people out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should do a study of pissed off taxpayers in America. <laughs> Maybe that should happen. Huh? How about PO taxpayers in uh, Nepal? Yeah, I, I don't care about them. Is somebody from Nepal going to pay for something for me? No. I just think of the golden child, Eddie Murphy. Viva Nepal! Viva Nepal! I stole the knife. (laughs) I want the knife. Is that what it is? I I, I, I want want the the knife. knife. I want to steal one now to take my damn tax dollars. Please. $7.50. We'll continue. Sheriff Napier coming up at 810 right here on KNS. What's happening? 808, it is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. By the way, I want to make this announcement real quick. We're going to have a special beer club for men. Not this Thursday. Not next Thursday, but since it's primary month, we're going to do primary watching together on Tuesday, August 28th at Mr. Ron's. Just to let you know. I'll talk more about it then. Three things, though, I think you need to know. That's a bonus that's for what I just told you doesn't count. That's a free thing that you need to know. Not like I charge you for these other ones either, but whatever. Uh, first thing I think you need to know, Kirsten Cinema was in uh, Tucson uh, at a roundtable with Southwest Gas Executives talking about health insurance and health care. She is like one of the reasons it was ruined. She was one of 32 people in the country picked by Obama to push this back in 2009. We'll have more on that, but she I love how she acts like she's going to fix health insurance and health care when she's one of the people that was responsible for ruining it. Just to let you know. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that those uh, jihadis out in New Mexico, they, uh, they were training school kids to shoot up schools. Children. A three-year-old died in some wacky religious ceremony. The judge out there in New Mexico said, you can leave. You made bail. You don't even have to pay. They only have to pay if they do something wrong. Are you, what? What's going, yes. She said, there's no proof they're a danger to the community. What? Are you high? Answer yes. Third thing, I think you need to know. Man, oh man, uh, Gallup with a poll, Democrats, 57% of Democrats look at socialism favorably. Yeah, it's a positive thing. Maybe none of them have heard of Venezuela. Uh, And get this, only 47% of Democrats view capitalism as positive. What? Three things I think you need to know. Now, uh, we talked about this yesterday. Can you play the short one? Supervisor Dick Lee, just to let you know, again, uh, Operation Stone Garden is a grant that Pima County sheriffs, going back to 04, have applied for the federal government, and they've received every single year. The Board of Supervisors votes yes. We, uh, we approve this grant. And since 2004, whether it's Dupnik, Nanos, Napier, they've always approved getting this money from the federal government to help them buy stuff, uh, equipment, 
uh, pay deputies overtime to do work near the border, not be border agents, but do that work. But now that Trump's in office, uh, Supervisor Dick Elias hates Trump so much that he and his uh, crew, Sharon Bronson, the driver, and uh, Valadez, Ramon Valadez, they are delaying voting on this now for six months because they hate Trump so much. And Sheriff Napier um, warned the the board members that he might have to start laying off people if he doesn't get this 1.4 million bucks. Listen to this. You're actually talking about laying these people off, Mark? Yes, people losing their jobs. Okay. Okay. All right. So to talk about that, we brought on, uh, we're bringing on Sheriff Napier. Sheriff, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Garrett. How are you? Okay. So what was your reaction when uh, uh, Supervisor Dick Elias gave that flippant reaction like, oh, well, okay, you're going to lay people off? Well, we're really, this has gotten so convoluted, uh, Garrett, that what the layoffs would apply to the Haida grant, which has somehow now become intertwined in the Stone Garden grant. Uh, so that's a separate uh, grant that would, if it were not approved, uh, prompt some layoffs. I have about 10 people that are funded out of the Haida grant that if that's not approved, I'll be able to absorb two sworn members, but in all likelihood, the eight remaining uh, non-sworn members would have to be laid off. What's the Haida so grant? It's, Wait, what's this now? How the, the Haida grant is the high-intensity drug trafficking area grant, another grant we've been involved in for a very, very long time that has somehow gotten swept up in all this controversy around the Stone Garden Grant. And um, I actually sit as a member of the executive board on Arizona State HIDA, um, so I'm intimately familiar with what they do. Um, This is about taking off the major drug trafficking organizations. Now, I believe that the the board will approve the HIDA Grant at the September meeting. I I think it just got swept up in this controversy and and, uh, inappropriately so, but I believe that will be approved in September. But did it do anything to you, the fact that he was so flippant with, you know, we have a tough enough job uh, of trying to uh, get you guys what you need to keep everybody safe, and the fact that he'd be okay with this, not go, maybe we should look at this. He was just like, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, Yeah, I think that sometimes when, in the heat of the moment, we probably wish we could take things back and respond differently, and I I suspect that Supervisor Elias might regret that kind of uh, posture toward people losing their job. You think so? <laughs> I'd like to believe so. I, I know uh, Supervisor Elias, and I don't think that's his heart at all. I, I do think he cares. I just think that there's so much emotion right now, and it's and not an emotion; so it's ignorance. It's ignorance. I mean, they're just they're they're clueless. They're, I mean, I look at it this way, man. I'm a Pima County resident, and I just see this guy as a danger to the community. He's doing things to make it less safe, and I don't like for my family. I'm getting fired up over this. Well, the part that bothers me, uh, Garrett, is, and we can't escape this, and the underpinning of the Stone Garden debate is that if we remove this money from the Sheriff's Department, then I can't deploy my people in Stone Garden operations. And I guess the opposition would say somehow that makes the county better. Well, I I take offense to that. The brave men and women of the Pima County Sheriff's Department are are dedicated, amazing professionals. I mean, we just gave the Carnegie Medal of Heroism to one of our people. Uh, One of our deputies just was shot three weeks ago. Um, These are amazing people. And the idea that somehow the plight of the undocumented or the mission of public safety in Pima County would be better served if they were not out there should give everybody pause. It really should, because I have great faith in the people that work for this department. I am so honored to to be in a position to lead such wonderful people. 
And to suggest in any way or even infer that somehow things would be better if they weren't out there is is really borders on being offensive. Well, that, that's, that's what he's the doing. Yeah. The message. And, and that's what he's and, doing. You know, he, he's, he's putting politics over that. And he's acting as if it's not that big of a deal. How much money, by the way, this well, is Pima County Sheriff Mark Napier on KNST AIM 790. How much money would that grant bring, that Haida grant that you're talking about? Well, the Haida grant, I think, is kind of a separate issue. It, it's um, a lot of money, but more, more than money on the Haida grant, it's coordination so that we can really go out and attack these major drug trafficking organizations. Haida does wonderful work. Uh, we've been involved with them for a very long time, um, and I think that grant will get approved. Um, the thing that we, we can't also get our mind around with the Stone Garden is if, if the Pima County Sheriff's Department does not take Stone Garden funding, it doesn't go away. It's simply going to be reallocated to others. And the void of Pima County resources in the areas of our county that are now being served because of Stone Garden funding, that void will be filled with federal resources, with state resources, and other resources that we can influence, have very little influence over. And I just don't think as a matter of public policy that's where we want to go. I think we've kind of gotten crossways with emotion and, and rhetoric here, and we need to take a step back and take a deep breath and say convincingly, I'd like a 5-0 vote from the board saying, yes, we believe in the people of the Pima County Sheriff's Department, and we are better served when they're out there. We're not better served by more federal resources, more state resources, that we don't exercise control over. It just, as a matter of public policy, it just doesn't make sense to me. So would you say, I mean, it's obvious, I mean, I think they need to be called out, uh, Sheriff, is, is that you get Dick Elias, you get Sharon Bronson, you get Ramon Valdez, they're putting politics over the safety of the people of Pima County. They're, they're literally putting politics, because they hate Trump so much, ahead of the safety. They're, they're literally putting county residents in danger in, 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 because they hate Trump so much. Is that not the case here? Well, no, I, I wouldn't go that far. And you know that I irritate people because I'm, I'm always a gentleman. And I try to be very measured. In yeah, the way it bothers that I me. The world. I, 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 I think that uh, Supervisor Valdez, Supervisor Bronson, and, and, and Supervisor Elias are good people. They're just very concerned about the appearance that there is collaboration or uh, cross-pollination between federal resources and local resources. But why do we have to make? Really but, what, but it's it's ignorant. Why do we have to make excuses for for people that are either ignorant or willfully lying to people about this? Because they know what's going on. You know, they're, they're not good people if they're willingly uh, lying about this. They they know exactly what Stone Garden's doing. They've approved it for the past fourteen years. I think there's just a lot of emotion surrounding this, and I think when that emotion subsides and, and we take a breath and, and look at this rationally, uh, we'll, we'll decide that the people of Pima County and the plight of the undocumented who are suffering in the deserts and dying in, in amazing numbers out there are all better served when our local law enforcement professionals, the men and women of our law enforcement, that Pima County, when our friends and neighbors, that's who they are, that's who my deputies are, our friends and neighbors, are out there uh, protecting us and in rescuing these people that are in distress in the desert, we do that all the time, mm-hmm. and I think we're better served by that. And I think that the uh, the other side, if you will, the opposition does have some concerns about this idea that there's um, uh, undue cooperation and collaboration between federal resources and state resources. I've made very clear that this is not about federal immigration enforcement. That's not my job, and my deputies do not have the authority to do that. They don't. Um, it's not part of what we're out there for. If they read the Stone Garden grant, it's to deny access to from, uh, illegal immigrants, which we would want to do as a matter of compassionate public policy. We don't want them coming across the desert to be 
victimized by bandits and coyotes in the environment. I'm tired of my deputies recovering about 200 bodies a year in the desert. Um, that's a human rights issue um, that we need to get our mind around. But with the advent of transnational crime, both human trafficking, drug trafficking, sex trafficking, coming across our border, that's a public safety issue, Garrett, and there's no denying that. The fact we don't know who's coming across that border is a national security concern. We just had refugees right terrorism. here. Yeah, we just we, had, we just had we refugees uh, arrested in Tucson that lied. They were actually, one of them was a terrorist with Al-Shabaab. We have to be concerned about that, but the three points really are public safety, national security, and human rights. Um, having a porous border is not compassionate public policy when too many people are dying out there. We need to secure the border for those three reasons. I've been very clear about that. I have 500 sworn members of my department. I don't have the resources nor the inclination to take on what is a federal responsibility, and that's immigration enforcement. have a great relationship with Border Patrol and ICE, as the public should expect me to. They're my strategic partners, my federal law enforcement partners. I should have a good relationship with them. But we stay in our respective lanes. And my lane is public safety in Pima County. Um, Sheriff Napier is on KNST AM790 right now. So let me ask you this. Um, you've talked to me. Uh, you've saved the, your department, what, like $5 million bucks in, in uh, $5.3 million last year. Okay, so where did that money go? Did you just give that money straight back to Huckleberry? No, absolutely not. Um, we're very proud of the fact that we kept our promise on that. Um, we, when I took office in January of 2017, the department was about $6 million in the red. <clears throat> I said that I would try to cut that uh, deficit in half. We did. Um, and then I said we would really engage in good fiscal management the full first full year I was sheriff. We finished the fiscal year about $5.3 million in the black. Of that, $4.7 million went right back into a compensation program for our deputies, corrections officers, and our other staff. So 88% of that savings went right back to my people in the form of compensation. Do we still have more work to do on compensation? Of course we do. But a large portion, a significant portion of that money went right back into the pockets of our deputies and corrections officers. And that's what I was wondering about, because I know that you know you were talking about you might have to lay off people, but you saved you know $5 million bucks. Couldn't that be turned around to help save those people jobs? Well, because they're grant-funded, the, the HIDA grant, um, I would not have funding to absorb those people unless for some reason I had an attrition where I could absorb them. But in all likelihood, if HIDA were not approved, it would involve some some layoffs. And I, But I think the HIDA grant is safe. I think that we understand it got swept up in this and that, and it probably shouldn't have been. You know, i got to be honest, uh, Sheriff. I'm getting, I, I could hear it. Um, I have listeners messaging me, uh, emailing me, everything, that... They just don't, you know, they, they're wondering why you're not fired up about this, not trying to fight for the jobs of uh, of employees of the Pima County Sheriff's Department about this. It's, uh, you know, it, it, they're just wondering where the passion is because you got a guy like Elias, Dick Elias, who seems to be very passionate, very fired up about trying to make us less safe, and then there's no fight back or push back against him to win public support in that aspect. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. I'm just very measured in the way I approach it. I'm not shrill. Um, I don't get excited about things. I've been a police officer far too long to get excited. Uh, but I've been very uh, direct with the Board of Supervisors, uh, with Mr. Huckleberry, who's actually been very supportive. He wrote a letter in support of this grant that they should be approved by the Board of Supervisors. So make no mistake, I'm in the fight. I just tend to be um, not a shrill person. I'm very measured in the way that I speak and, and approach myself. I don't think, um, you know, getting emotional and name-calling and all that's going to do anything to advance our cause. I think at the end of the day, we're going to be successful. I really believe that because we're doing the right thing and uh, we're approaching it in the right manner. 
this is a very important grant to this department and to public safety in our county. And if people don't think that I'm advocating for it, um, you should follow me around for 24 hours because I, I was working still at 7 o'clock last night uh, making phone calls and, and doing things back channel to try to get support for this. I gotcha. It just it just seems that, uh, you know, hey, it, still at the end of the day, people that seem to yell the loudest get the most attention. And, you know, Dick Elias is literally convincing the public that this stuff is not important and he's mischaracterizing the use of the grant funds. And, and they, it doesn't seem to be much pushback on that, uh, uh, you know, calling him out saying, you need to make sure that we get everything we need to keep people in Pima County safe, and you're stopping that. And there's just, there's none of that publicly. Uh, no, I've been very clear even in this conversation that I think it's an aberration that we're saying, and that make no mistake about that's the underpinning of what we're saying here, is that somehow public safety would be better served, the plight of the undocumented would be better served if the men and women of the Pima County Sheriff's Department were not out there. I've been clear, that's an offensive message. And I've been crystal clear on that. I, I reject that message entirely. We have people that are heroes going to burning buildings, take a bullet for this county, for God's sakes. And the, the supposition or the mere inference that somehow anyone is better served when we take them off the playing field is offensive. And that is the underpinning of the message here. Have you told, that to, d- to be, have you told that to Supervisor Elias? I, I have told it to everybody who will listen to me. And they, they understand it, but the, there's so much emotion on the other side. So at least what well, we he, need to do is hang on a second. I'm just I'm running short sure of time. that our voice yeah. is heard. I gotcha. But I mean, so is he not listening to you? Then will he not listen to you? No, I think uh, Supervisor Elias does listen to me. Um, he has a different viewpoint. There's no question about that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think we'll be successful because we're we're on the high road. Uh, our message is right, and I don't mean from a political standpoint, but it's correct. Um, we are better served if our resources are out there. That's undeniable. Um, oh, I know that. Up in you this. Know, me. You know, I mean, it's just the, the people that actually vote to allow the funding to come in seem to be seem to be a bit off on that. And, you know, when I asked you, did you tell this to, to, to him? You said you'll tell anybody that listens. But I'm asking you, have you specifically talked to uh, Supervisor Elias and said, this is what's going to happen if you vote no? Absolutely. And moreover, what I've said very clearly is that if you remove Stone Garden funding from our Sheriff's Department, underline our Sheriff's Department, these are our people, if you remove that funding, it doesn't go away. It's distributed to other people. else. We will not enjoy the equipment that we could buy that otherwise taxpayers will have to fund. We will not be deploying our resources. What will happen is that void of our resources will be filled with federal and state resources that we can exercise little control or influence over. That's not good public policy. That's not a good place for us to be. Um, And that's what will happen. It's inevitable. Um, because they're not going to just say, well, the Sheriff's Department's not out there anymore. I guess drug traffickers, you can just come in now, human traffickers. Uh, there'll be more federal resources out there, and, and likely more DPS resources, because the Border Strike Force with uh, Frank Milstead, I'm sure, would like some of that money. And it would just go to other people. Let's keep the money in Pima County. Let's buy equipment with it. Let's put our resources out there. That is good public policy. Separate all the emotion, all the rhetoric from this. This is good public policy. That is just a fact, and, and I don't get emotional about things because I'm just not, that's not my nature. If you were shooting at me right now, I'd be just as calm. I'd just be doing different things. I'm just not a high-strung guy. I got you. Um, but, okay. but I am passionate about this because, as I explained to a senator in D.C. a week or two ago, long after all of this is 
said and done, and long after I'm not the sheriff, and this administration comes and goes, and the next one comes and goes, this is still my home, man. Um, this is where my family lives. It's where my granddaughter I know. lives. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm getting fired up. Home. I know. I, you know, and I, I just pisses me off when you get dopes up there that literally are taking the the safety of my family uh, for granted, and it's all for politics. So, Sheriff, I'm just really late. I appreciate the time this morning, though, and uh, I know this, unfortunately, is not going to end anytime soon, so we'll get you on again to talk about it, okay? I think we're going to be successful, and I challenge the Board of Supervisors, give me a 5-0 vote at the next Board of Supervisors meeting. Show that you have confidence in the people of the Pima County Sheriff's Department, and let's move the ball forward. Give us a 5-0 vote, and let's move Stone Garden forward. All right, and if they don't, we'll talk about it. Thank you, Sheriff. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Sheriff Mark Napier on KNST. We know you're thinking everything he's saying. Well, except for the crazy stuff that's flying out of his mouth. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 842, Garrett Lewis with you. Thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, Kirsten Cinema out in Tucson yesterday. Uh, round table, this just cracks me up. Round table, where she um, claimed to uh, want to hear what people had to say about health care. Executives from Southwest Gas. She was one of the people that ruined it, and she wants to continue ruining it. We'll play the sound bites the next hour. She was asked by Obama in 09 as a state rep to go around Arizona and convince people Obamacare was going to be great. 2012, she admitted she voted for it. Yeah. We'll get to that. Second thing I think you need to know, the judge out in New Mexico, uh, wacky judge out there, actually uh, granted bail to the jihadis that had that uh, training, uh, that uh, jihadi training camp that was teaching kids to shoot up schools. Where a three-year-old died, they treated him like garbage, wrapping him up in a garbage bag, throwing him in the ground. Judge said, uh, I wasn't convinced they were a danger to society they, in the community. They, they could be let go. You can't make up this stuff. Third thing, I think you need to know. Man, oh man, oh man. Um, Trump approval in Rasmussen back to 50%. 50%. 5-0. That's 50. But he's the worst. And it's terrible. And blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. 50% job approval. Likely U.S. voters. It's a big flipping deal. Big deal. Three things I think you need to know. Um, now, uh, you can comment, by the way, about Sheriff Napier. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And this is where we, listen, this is where we do the same thing, okay? I like Mark. I think Mark's a good person. I think he's entirely wrong here. It's okay to like somebody and disagree. Same with Brandon Judd last week. We've gotten to a point in this country, thanks to the division led by Obama, by the way, where you literally want to destroy your opponents. And I, I get that. I get it. Uh, I don't think Mark's an opponent. I think the, the good sheriff is just wrong on this. And, you know, he's on this and he's a little different. And he's like, you know, I just don't, uh, you know, I don't get shrill. I don't call names. It's not about calling names. To me, it's about Sheriff Napier when he's meeting with the Board of Supervisors in public and and play the uh, Dick Elias uh, clip again, Supervisor Dick Elias, when he's so flippant about, apparently, deputies being laid off if they don't get grant money. And he's okay with that. Just listen. Here we go. You're actually talking about laying these people off, aren't you? Yes, people losing their jobs. Okay. Okay. At that point, he doesn't step up and say, you do realize we're going to be worse off in Pima County with less boots on the ground. You do realize that. 
You're okay. I just want to, I just want to, on the record, supervisor, I just want on the record that you're okay with not accepting this grant money and we'll have people that work as deputies laid off because we have no money to pay them. You're okay with that. I mean, that's where he needs to just, and he can say, I'm making backroom channels. So you, you need to get the public on your side. You need to let people know you're out there fighting. There's nothing wrong with that. And trust me, I'm getting emails, I'm getting tweets, I'm getting Facebook messages, all kinds of stuff um, where people are fired up and they're yelling and they're screaming. They're, they're typing me this. I'm yelling and screaming right now. And the fact that he won't call out Dick Elias for, I mean, you say whatever you want. You can be nice about it, but the dude's lying to people in Pima County about what this grant money does. And he's doing it because he hates Trump and he's doing it without any care about the safety of people in Pima County. That's what's going on right now. And why wouldn't Mark step up and fight for his guys to to have their jobs, for God's sakes? It's insane. I know. I know. I'm I'm getting everything. Um, Here's an email. Leadership should be calm, but that doesn't mean one cannot have fire in their belly. He has none. He's walking scared. What did they find out on him? I don't think they found out anything on him. Um, but people are pissed. I don't know how the sheriff keeps his head from exploding having to deal with these idiots. I know, but he just lets them continue to win. That's what they're doing. You're worried about the emotion of everything. It's not emotion. It's just deceit is what it is. It's deceit. Uh, now, speaking of deceit, this is very interesting stuff, and I want to talk about this now and in the next hour. Um, Martha McSally. Martha McSally was just on Fox News because she has no time getting her message out here to the actual voters in Arizona. She won't come on this show. We know this. Um, I don't think it's going well for Martha McSally. Last week, she got the endorsement of the National Border Patrol Council. Brandon Judd was on the show. I'm convinced, and granted, I don't have actual scientific uh, data behind this, but I, I'd be willing to bet that most... Border Patrol agents would prefer Kelly Ward over over Martha McSally. Martha's a flip-flopper, we know this. But she got an endorsement from the National Border Patrol Council, and I don't know anybody else they've endorsed. I think Steve Smith, when he was on at 7 o'clock, said they mentioned him, but I, I, don't, I don't know of anybody else big that I've heard, right? So we have that. Now, Martha, according to the Politico... Martha is trying to get some backing from the the swamp, the National Senatorial uh, National Republican Senatorial Committee. According to Politico, two senior Republicans were on a phone call, and they asked the president to endorse Martha McSally before the primary. Now, if Martha's doing so hot, right? If Martha's doing so well, why would she need? the endorsement of the Border Patrol Council, and President Trump before the primary. Now, Trump, according to one of the Republicans talking to Politico, was noncommittal, didn't say yes or no to the request. So again, to me, to me, I'm sitting there thinking, Martha needs some major, 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 right? Needs some major, major, major uh, help. I don't think it's going well for her because she wouldn't need this stuff. 
Okay, you want to clear that up? Hang on a second. We'll get back to this, but Sheriff Napier's called in. Sheriff, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hi. Hey, uh, Garrett. Yes. Um, I want to make clear that um, no deputy is in danger of being laid off or losing their job because of any of these grants. That's simply not true. What what uh, Supervisor Elias was referring to is the possibility of the Haida grant. If that's not approved, I have 10 people that are funded by the Haida grant. The two sworn people I can absorb back in through attrition. The remaining eight civilian non-sworn people, um, if I couldn't find an attrition spot for them, would potentially be laid off. But no deputy, and underline that, exclamation points in bold print, will lose their um, their job or be laid off because of these grant programs. That's simply never going to happen. Okay, what, what do these people uh, do, these civilians? What do they do? They're analysts. Um, what they do are, are do analyst work for us on how we infiltrate and uh, interrupt these drug trafficking organizations. And so they potentially, okay. because they're funded under the Haida Grant, would lose their job. But I think the Haida Grant will be approved, I believe that, um, for sure, at the next Board of Supervisors meeting, because it kind of got swept up in this whole mess of the Stone Garden thing. And I think people have realized that was a mistake, that Haida has nothing to do with Stone Garden. It's just another federal grant program, but it's completely unrelated to what we do with Haida. So these, um, but these so, analysts do, I mean, obviously really good work, and they're, it's work that's needed to, to help bust it. So it's a, it's a big deal then. So it won't be deputies, it's but, a it's huge people, deal. but it's people um, that, that can they stop. They would yeah. potentially lose their job, but I think their, their job will be safe because I expect that grant to be approved. I think it was a mistake to get it wrapped up in, in the uh, Stone Garden uh, program because they're really unrelated. Uh, they don't have a relationship at all, and I think they realize that, and I believe that Haida will be approved um, at the next Board of Supervisors meeting, which would negate any potential layoff of anybody. But no deputy, no matter what happens with Stone Garden, will lose their job or be laid off. I think there will be a detriment to public safety in our county, and I think it will not better serve the undocumented, as I've explained very clearly. Uh, but no deputy is going to lose their job over this. Well, you know, you say you not better serve the undocumented. Well, how about the actual citizens that live here that are actual legally here? You know, you know, Dick Elias only wants to really, you know, serve. He only wants to do anything that helps the undocumented. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I'm looking out for my family. I know Ryan's looking out for his family. And my listeners right now listening, they're looking out for their families. And they should be. The transnational crime threat coming up from our border is real. It is a public safety danger to the people of Pima County, and that's why I'm fighting for approval of this grant program. We absolutely need this grant money because it allows me to deploy deputies to areas of our county that are traditionally underserved that are havens for transnational crime, drug trafficking, human trafficking, and sex trafficking. And we're out there not so much to make arrests but to dissuade them, to, uh, um, to be a barrier out there to this type of activity coming into our county. Okay. Um, and it's, it's very important that we're out there, but... No deputy will lose their job as a result of uh, this grant not being approved. Okay. I think it is a horrific mistake, but nobody's going to lose their job over it. All right, Sheriff, thank you for clearing that up. Man, I'm up against the break, but thank you very much, sir. Take, oh. thank, thank you very much. 852, it is KNST. 321-4100. Go to Wealth.com. Advisory services offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Itchy trigger finger there. That's all right. What's up? It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Number one, Kirsten Cinema was here in Tucson talking to people about health care. She was handpicked, by the way, in 09 by Obama to push Obamacare to make sure people accepted it. 
She was one of 32 people in the country, only one in Arizona. That's how extreme she is. And she's out there talking to people, Southwest gas executives, how she can somehow make it better. She ruined it. She believes in it. We'll play the sound bites in a little bit. She's doing the uh, the awesome. Uh, <laughs> she's doing the awesome, and this is insane, the awesome work of trying to convince people she can make it better. Oh, God. Just nuts. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, the judge out there in New Mexico, wacky, nutty, crazy, insane judge. Uh, her name is Sarah Bacchus. The uh, jihadi radical Muslim terrorists out there in New Mexico that were training kids to uh, shoot up shoot up kids in schools. Um, also killed a three-year-old in a, in a religious ritual. Wrapped the kid up in a uh, plastic uh, bag like garbage and threw it there. Um, she found no reason to uh, keep these suspects in jail. She let them out on bond, $20,000. But it's signature bond. They only have to pay the $20,000 bond if they do something wrong. Yep. That's what this nutty judge, Sarah Backus in New Mexico, did. She said there, there was no proof that they're a danger to the community. Are you insane? Third thing I think you need to know, the Trumpsters' approval rating in Rasmussen back up to 50%. 5-0. But everybody hates him. But I don't think so. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, you can comment at 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can tell me what you think about Napier, about what I've been saying about Martha McSally. Um, I just want you to know, uh, Martha McSally, again, got, if you're just tuning in, she got the endorsement from the National Border Patrol Council. Uh, Republicans are trying to get Trump to endorse her before the primary. If she's doing so well, why is this needed? Why is this necessary? And I'm telling you, Border Patrol agents know McSally is is full of it, and she's a flip-flopper. Now, again, I can't say this enough. As much as I do not agree with or trust Martha McSally, if she wins the primary... She's better than Kirsten Cinema. It's not even a question. But I predicted that uh, Border Patrol agents would actually, even though the union backs McSally, I, I bet you the, the boots on the ground, the individuals actually support Kelly Ward. And Ryan actually got a phone call during the break. And this is not, this is not scientific. It's not for everything or everyone. But what did the guy tell you? Border Patrol agent calls in, right? What happened? He, uh, he, he, Talked to some of his friends that he works with, and they had other people in his office. Kind of took a little mini poll, and they are—they're all voting for for Kelly Ward. They all back Kelly Ward, and they like what she is doing. And they said we're not. Uh... Well, I mean, you know, the uh, the union guys—they they play the politics, but the guys that he works with on the ground in the field every day—they're not into that. That's not what they want to mm. want to do, and they're into that they want to vote for Kelly Ward. See, the thing is, like I said to him, you know. You got to scratch the back. That's potentially going to put some money in your pockets to get things done. And I get it. I, and 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 Martha McSally, if you back her and she wins, she'll she'll probably pay. And her I got you. And 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 you know what? I think Kelly Ward, and she said she'll get Border Patrol whatever they need as I well. Think so too. But he, But here's the thing. Yeah. And again, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. But we have a different audience. I just want you to know it again. Martha McSally getting the endorsement from Brandon Judd and the National Border Patrol Council, which is the union for the Border Patrol agents. Look, Brandon has to get everything he can for his guys. Mm-hmm. And maybe he thinks he'll get more from Martha because she'll maybe have more experience. I mean, she's going to the Senate from Congress. Maybe she has more friends, whatever it might be. But one thing with Brandon, and again, I like Brandon. I think he's wrong here, but I like Brandon. However, Brandon was against the National Guard being deployed to the border to help the Border Patrol agents. Despite the evidence that has been shown by the Border Patrol itself. 
that they've helped with arrests, helped with keeping uh, the border crossers down. Brandon came on this show. He was against it. He's been on cable news against it. He was on the show last week, and he said what they're doing is they're – he goes, National Guard, man, they're they're painting lines in our parking lot. Brandon's a Border Patrol agent, but he's a union guy, and he wants to get more money and more jobs. He wants to do everything he can for his guys. So he can't all of a sudden – he can't be a cheerleader for people that are doing good work on the border that aren't the Border Patrol. Because he's got to look out for his guys first. And again, I like Brandon, but I'm just telling you that that's what I believe is going on here. So take it with a grain of salt in that aspect, okay? But how about this situation with Martha McSally? Holy freaking smoke. That story from Politico, where they literally have uh, the headline, Republicans ask Trump to intervene in contentious Arizona primary. They want him to do it. And again, he's noncommittal. He's noncommittal. And it says here, of course, GOP leaders are firmly behind McSally, who's viewed as a crucial piece of keeping their majority, given that the state is one of the Democrats' few pickup opportunities. Of course, there was a story I saw yesterday, 10 Democrats, 10 Democratic senators that are current senators that are in red states running free election are all below 50% approval, which is not good. There could be literally 10 pickups into the Republican Party. I don't even say, I mean, God forbid the, the state in Arizona, we lose a Senate seat, right? Jeff Lake Senate seat. It's not like they're going to lose control of the Senate, not in my estimation. Um, anyway, all these attack ads that you're hearing are coming from establishment people attacking Kelly Ward, wanting McSally to be there. It says here, Senator Susan Collins, the rhino from Maine. She said Arizona is one of the few places she might campaign this fall. Uh, for the Republicans, because she will not campaign against colleagues. Um, and Jeff Flake will no longer be a colleague. Really? You need Susan Collins to come to Arizona? She then said, I'll go to, quote, I will go to campaign. I will go campaign in states where there are open seats like Arizona. Let me rephrase that. I would campaign for Martha McSally, end quote. So Aunt Bethany is all on the McSally train. What does that say about McSally? What does that say about Ward? Enough said, right? And why do people really think that all of a sudden Kelly Ward can't beat Kirsten Cinema? Kirsten Cinema is on the crazy train. I, I have no other way to say that, but that she's on the crazy train. She is one of the people that's responsible for health care going down. I'm, you want, and I'll get to your calls in just a second. Let's go back, right? Um, again, story from the Arizona Capital Times. In 2009, Kirsten Sinema was handpicked by the Obama administration to push health care reform, which was Obamacare, right? She was handpicked. She, was, she put out a statement. She's so honored to do it, all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. That's what she wanted. Now, she also, back in 2012, when Obama was firmly entrenched in power and the Republicans were literally lost, right? Literally lost. She went on an interview on a TV station, 73, some PBS. Ryan, can you get 73? I know you're doing stuff right now. But can you get, they can, they can hang on. They can hang on. I need 73. People are calling her super, super secret hotline. I don't like it. 73, Kirsten Cinema on PBS asked if she would have voted for Obamacare because she's only been a congressperson 
for now three terms. She wasn't there when the vote went down in 2010, but just listen to what she says. Here we go. All right, uh, we move to health care. Would you have voted for the Affordable Care Act? Ted, I would have voted for it. And as many folks in Arizona know, I worked hard to help shape that law to make it fit Arizonans' needs. There you go. She would have done it back in 2012. She totally would have done it back in 2012. Now, again, she was one of the people pushing it. She was pushing the lie that our health care system was broken, wasn't fair, wasn't working. Let's go back to just a couple of months ago in May, middle of May. I think it was May 18th, maybe. She was on News 12 in Phoenix. And this happened. Here we go. One of the big issues uh, this coming year, as with last year, the Affordable Care Act rollout. You were the person handpicked by the White House to lead the rollout or lead the discussion as it started back in 2009 here in Arizona. Now you're voting with Republicans in Congress to knock out key pieces uh, of the Affordable Care Act. How messed up is this law? Well, you know, Bram, the fundamentals of the law are good. Um, when the law is implemented appropriately, it will help more Americans get greater access to cheaper coverage. What does that even mean? We went over this. The fundamentals are good. There's, no, there's no, nothing fundamentally good about Obamacare. It's a freaking failure. If it's rolled out, what did she say? Rolled, can you play the last 15 seconds of that? Go back to right, right about 15 before that, after that, after that, sorry. Yeah, right there. Uh, of the Affordable Care Act. How messed up is this law? Well, you know, Bram, the fundamentals of the law are good. Huh. Um, when the law is implemented appropriately, oh. it will help more Americans get greater access to cheaper coverage. You know, that's a totally rehearsed line. When the law is implemented appropriately. Well, last time I checked, only Obama was the one that didn't implement laws and then created his own laws. He didn't want to enforce the immigration law that we have, which, if implemented appropriately, would actually work. What about Obamacare has not been appropriately implemented? Well, everybody isn't paying for it. Is I think that's the deal, right? <laughs> and that's what I want to get her to say. By the way, Ryan sent uh, an email to her scheduler to see if she can come on the show to talk about this stuff. Don't hold your breath. Don't. No. 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 Don't. Well, you can, but don't hold your. <clears throat> don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Fine. This is. This is insane. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I mean, it's obvious what's going on here with the whole McSally situation. Um, It's a pretty interesting article from Politico about this. About how there are now, uh, I mean, one of Ward's biggest backers is a big Trump supporter. uh, Has put a lot of money into Kelly Ward packs to try to get, you know, commercials out there touting her and her. uh, it's, It's Robert Mercer. He's given $800,000 to Kelly Ward's Super PAC. Hang on. Let's go to uh, Charles. Charles, welcome to KNST. Hello, Charles. Good morning. Good morning. And I need to declare up front in full disclosure that I have not called the super secret hotline. Okay. No, that was not you. That's someone else. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think, and I'm probably not the only person who thinks so, that Martha McSally's route to the Senate should be through being named replacement to John McCain when he chooses not to serve any longer. And Dr. Kelly Ward should go through the primary process and the general election because if you flip them the other way, it would be really hard to name Dr. Ward with no congressional experience while it would be a very easy call to name Martha McSally due to her House experience. If we ended up with two women senators, one that we love and one that we could tolerate, I could live with that. No, I, uh, well, listen, uh, 
McCain's going to pull uh, a, uh, what was it, KKK Bur- You know, he's not going back, but, you know, I could see him. He's, he's going to want to get wheeled out of there, you know? And, I, you know, it's just the way, and that's not a bad thing. It's just until they wheeled in KKK Bird to do a vote, for God's sakes. So I'm not, I'm just saying John McCain's ego is so big that, and he hates Trump so much. He's like, I want to stay there until my very last breath to try to do everything I can against him. That's what he's going to do. Except he's, except he's not there, of course. He's here in Arizona. I know, but it doesn't matter. Could, you know, I personally, yeah, I could personally could see him coming in for the Kavanaugh vote, giving his farewell speech and resigning at that point in time, and just putting an exclamation point at the end of his legacy. You're giving him way too much. I appreciate the call, Charles. Uh, No, he's going to do everything he can to just uh, sabotage Trump. We've actually, we'll get to a soundbite, too, of Trump. Uh, Yesterday, yesterday, Trump signed the uh, defense authorization bill, and the the adults, listen, this is how bad the swamp is. They hate Trump so much. Senate Republicans hate Trump so much, they decided to name the bill after John McCain, who does nothing but trash the president. And the president never mentioned McCain by name when signing that bill. But he did bring him up. We'll get to that. More of your reaction to this and Martha, McCa- Martha, McSa- Martha McCain, I said, Martha McSally, and the fact that I think she's really in trouble against Kelly Ward. This, uh, the signs just point that way. We'll continue. It's KNSN. 928. What's happening? Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Going to be 98, some spotty showers, thunderstorms, spotty thunderstorms. They could be a spot here, a spot there. That's the terminology now. Like chicken pox? That too. Uh, my interview with Wendy Rogers from yesterday is up on my iHeart channel. It's up at KNST.com. We interviewed Steve Smith a couple hours ago about this, and he addressed it. Um, and they asked him about Rio Nuevo and the connections to big donors. Uh, that don't exactly like Trump, like uh, Jim Click, like Humberto Lopez, all these guys that back Leah Marquez Peterson, who's an open borders monger, uh, who threatens her Republican opponents and tries to intimidate them to not run. Uh, he had interesting things to say about that. So the the interview with Steve will be up on my page. Probably what do you think? Another hour or so, and on the iHeart Radio channel. Sooner the... than that. Let's put the pressure. Don't on. put pressure on me. So anyway, it'll all be 10-0-5. there. Five. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, so anyway, that's what's going on there. Now, I want you to hear real quick. Speaking of McCain, uh, throw me up over there if you don't mind. Uh, yesterday, again, this is this is what uh, is a slap in the face of the president. The fact that these Republicans in the Senate named the Defense Authorization Act after John McCain. Oh, we just love John so much. You know how much McCain hates Trump. You know how much McCa- Trump hates McCain. And then you put the president in this situation and he handled it great. He only, he never mentioned John McCain. And of course, now the media, see the senators in the Republican Party set him up to get ripped. How did he not mention John McCain? Even wackadoo, Kirsten Cinema told the local paper in an interview, I thought it was very disrespectful that the president didn't mention John McCain yesterday. Shut up, lady. You know, respect is a two-way street. Exactly. Exactly. So once again, here's the president mentioning, mentioning McCain without mentioning McCain. Listen to this. We got rid of the individual mandate, which is the most unpopular aspect. I would have gotten rid of everything, but as you know, one of our one of our wonderful senators said, "Thumbs down at two o'clock in the morning." Uh, we had it all got, but we'll get rid of it anyway. Removed. Obamacare is essentially decimated. There you go, ain't you? Yep. Uh huh. One of our senators, two o'clock in the morning. You know which guy? Yeah, they got hey, two o'clock in the morning. Yes. I'm sure that made Meghan McCain cry a little bit, which I'm okay with. 
I find her very annoying. Al Sharpton came out against Trump. Trump snubbing John McCain is kind of petty. That's what he said. That's my Al Sharpton. I'm not very good at Al Sharpton. Like but that's, Albert. But that, that's kind of like what Al Sharpton talks about. That's what he kind of sounds like. It's true. Throw me down over that. I don't, I don't want to be up right now. Hang on. I want to... Uh, I want to I, we could we could actually bring on Al. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward it a little bit to my clip of Al Sharpton. Um, they act as if all of a sudden John McCain's this very respectful guy who you know he talk about res, you know disrespecting President Trump. This guy disrespects everybody. You know he didn't he didn't go to the uh, uh, the RNC. He mm-hmm. didn't go to that when Trump was the nominated. It's so, radio host. Yeah, the hell with them. Exactly. See? Globalist John McCain. Okay, throw him up over there now. Now, listen, listen to this. And everything that listen. he is not oh. and how ill he what? represents. And that's Brett Stevens. Hang on, he's going to get to Brett Stevens, another Trump hater. Brett Stevens is the one that wrote the column in the New York Times, a, an alleged conservative, even though he's not, where he said that Trump's going to have blood in his hands when, uh, because there'll be some, some journalist killed or something by a Trump supporter. Yet again, Antifa beat up an NBC reporter. They harassed and assaulted an NBC reporter. They beat up police officers. Brett Stevens has to write a column about that, and they hate Trump. Sense what America is and all, Shut even up. his own part. Nicole, yeah. he, you know, go. I keep saying he's too small to be in this big yeah. position because the, Pay your you taxes, ought to Al. by now be looking at the impact and effect of the bill. So what if it's named after someone I disagree with? When oh. does he grow up and become well, he president? he never grows up, but actually... Well, he throws up. Yeah. Pay your taxes, <laughs> Al. Pay your t- when does John McCain actually pat Trump on the back for doing a good job? Oh, that'd be never. Never. Oh, I got a great email on this. Uh, McSally can only be a poll leader as long as she never speaks. And Kirsten Cinema has faced no headwinds whatsoever. The campaign has not even started. And how about this about Sheriff Napier? Having listened to McSally, this person writes, since she was start- just starting out, if you think Mark Napier is low-key... Martha freaking sucks the charisma out of a room. <laughs> That's funny to me. It's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. All right, we'll continue. Um, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Much more to get to. I have some uh, some wasteful spending stories to get to. Oh, yeah. And I have the latest also, Democrats. It's not looking good in November, despite what the media tells you. I give the update on that. The generic ballot's coming up. Here's Fox. In talk. <laughs> Sorry, I got a funny comment that I, I just saw on my Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, Kirsten Cinema, uh, here in Tucson yesterday, having a roundtable with Southwest Gas Executives on healthcare, even though, again, she is, like, responsible for blowing it up and destroying it. I mean, it really is crazy. Uh, and she actually was one of, again, 32 people in the country back in 09 chosen by Obama to push Obamacare. Fundamentals are good. What does that even mean? Stupid politicians speak. Second thing that I think you need to know, the judge out in New Mexico is wacky judge. Sarah Backus, I believe her name is, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm saying that correct, I believe so. I retweeted this. This is really incredible. Judge Sarah Backus said that these uh, jihadis at this camp set up in the middle of nowhere, teaching kids to shoot up schools and having a three-year-old die there and then throwing him in plastic and then in the ground. They don't, uh, they, they don't uh, pose any threat to the community. They're free to go on bail. What? Third thing I think you need to know, Rasmussen poll, Trump, 50% approval, but everybody hates him if you watch the media, which is why you don't need to watch the media because they're stupid. Three things I think you need to know. It's true, though. It's true. 
girl, you know it's true. I'm sorry. When I, I did a face Facebook Live, I was going to FaceTime. I sound like my, you know, I feel like I'm like my, my parents at that point doing like email forwards. It's not FaceTime, you idiot. It's Facebook. I know Facebook Live. You sit on the MySpace? Yeah, that, I have that too. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like and follow me there. Um, I talked in a video about Martha McSally and the endorsements and the desperation and everything else. And uh, a woman named Betty commented, Kelly has a bigger set of ovaries than Martha has. <laughs> That's just funny to me. Because I'm sick, Jerry. I'm sick. Grow a pair of ovaries well, and get the job done. Yeah. Now, when you hear really quick, and I'll get to the... Uh... Come on. What? Um, um, I'll get to the generic balance in just a second. But when you hear the commercials... And again, I'm so thankful that they're advertising. It's just great. I mean, we we love we love it. You, apparently, Martha needs and Martha's people need our radio station to get her message out, right? With so many commercials. Mm-hmm. But remember, she told that guy in Saddlebrook when he asked, "Why don't you go on Gary Lewis's show?" And she goes, "I'm too busy getting my message out. I'm too busy getting my message out through commercials." Oh, it's great. It's great. I like commercials. But um, they keep splicing in that one time Trump mentioned Martha McSally, right? And it just, it doesn't sound real. I, people keep calling Ryan. They're emailing me, and they're saying Trump sounds like Christopher Walken because of the way it's spliced and they put it in the commercials. But people know what's true and not true nowadays. What do you think? Or is it just a talk radio audience? Do you think things? Do you, do you can you pick up on BS? Or I mean, do you, do you do that? I do. I I think it. Uh, our audience who listens every day, they hear it and they recognize it right away. I think people who don't listen to talk radio and they catch the commercial. You, know, you think the they side, believe it? I think they hear it and, and they know and something's wrong. They, they have something's, something's up. Yeah. They're not they sure if what. it's true or not. Exactly. Okay. Okay. But we have the smartest audience in Tucson. Yes, we do. Someplace. It, it's not just... Southern Southern I, I, I listen. Around the world. We're around the world because okay. I have a radio app. Sell me short. There are people listening <laughs> all over. All over. Where's Dave and Betsy at this week? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> in, in a resort somewhere. Um... <laughs> So really quick. Oh, and then I got to, I meant to, we'll talk about this in just a second. We had a parent teacher. Well, meet, I guess it was, we did the meet the teacher thing, which I was just, I'm like, I never got to meet my teacher before school started, but it was the kids get to meet the teacher. That was last week. And then um, last night we were with a whole bunch of parents in my son's kindergarten class to to meet the teacher. And something came up that I wanted to talk about. I hope my wife doesn't get mad, but we'll do that in just a second. So, um. Uh, there's a, there's a uh, story of the Daily Wire. Over the past week, Democrats lead, the Democrats lead on the, the generic November midterm ballot went down an additional point. They are now in a dead heat with Republicans. Are you hearing about that? Because remember the blue wave and the media, you know, a year ago talking about that. And you notice how that's died off. It says here in the Daily Wire, after opening a huge lead in early 2018, just before Republicans uh, tax cuts took full effect. Democrats are now leading Republicans by just 3.9 points, well within any poll's margin of error. That's down from an average lead of six points earlier in the summer. Uh-oh. Now, Trump has reached 50% approval. It's in Rasmussen. But I'm just curious, now that all of a sudden the generic ballot is a dead heat, what will the Democrats do now? Right? What what's going to be their excuse? What are they going to do? What's going to be the latest, uh, latest actual uh, crisis of the week? 
you know that the whole thing with uh, Omarosa is already dying down, right? Dying down. And then you had the, and this is what cracks me up. So Jeff Flake, Jeff Flake apparently has no problem with Omarosa. Um, no problem with Omarosa calling the president mentally challenged. He is going downhill, all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. So there, there, they have no, he has no problem with Omarosa spouting lies that are even disputed by people that she mentions in their own book. Remember, I talked about Frank Luntz, Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen. They don't like Trump anymore, but they're calling out Omarosa for lying. Yet the media continues to have them on over and over and over again. And then Trump fights back because that's what he does. That's what New Yorkers do. And he tweeted out uh, something about Omarosa. Uh, you, you ready for it? I got to read the whole thing so it's not out of context. When you give when you give a crazed, crying lowlife a break and give her a job at the White House, I guess it just didn't work out. Good work by General Kelly for quickly firing that dog. Of course, people are saying now dog is racist, which it's not. And then Jeff Flake tweeted out that this is unbecoming of a president. So a president can get, you know, can be slandered. A president can can have lies spread about him, untruths out the wazoo, really nasty things. And if he fights back, then that's over the line. I think we've hit that point in the country where we say BS to that, don't we? I think we have. I think we do. So... The latest crisis, which is Omarosa, is already being laughed at. I don't even think her book is selling that well. And that's all they want. All the free pub that she has received over and over and over again. Really interesting, isn't it? So again, all this negative media stuff, but that's why the ads that McSally does, ads that other people do, people, their BS meter raises up like no other. And I had a friend telling me, he's like, you know, I think one thing Hillary, and this is very interesting, he said, I think the one thing Hillary didn't really account for, because she's too stupid, is the internet. Like, people can go get whatever information they want at any time to see if something is true or not true. We have the greatest free flow of information in the history of the world. So the lies just don't stand up anymore, and people are, it's funny, the media just doesn't get it. They think Trump lies all the time. And even if Trump does sometimes bend the truth, let's just say, elaborate a little bit, right? The media doesn't understand why people don't call him out for lying about that. And then they get their panties in a wad when they get caught lying. And they don't understand why people have their BS meter up for everything but what Trump says. Because he's doing what he said he'd do. They still don't get it. And they never will. They never will. Really quick. This is going to be interesting for me. My son's kindergarten teacher seems to be a very sweet, sweet person. Very, like, like the night, like the, the kind of disposition a kindergarten teacher needs. Like, I'd lose my mind. Okay. But she's great. So she's talking about what they want to do, what they're going to teach in class, how they're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, We talk about taking care of each other and others. And then she talked about as she's going through what's going to happen throughout the year. And then we're going to talk about, you know, taking care of the community when we get close to Earth Day. And at that point, my wife grabbed my leg. Not in a like, hey, baby. It was more of a like, sit down and shut the hell up, okay? We just got here. Don't create a scene just yet. But I mean, I'm going to have to figure out how to say something. Like, am I, I have to say this in a very nice way without being a jerk. 
I, I think it's okay if I take the teacher aside and I say, listen, when you talk about Earth Day, I have, I don't want to say I have views because then they're going to think that I'm a certain way, but that, that just sucks. But I don't say, I know what Earth Day is about. I know the person that created Earth Day. I know the person that created Earth Day chopped up his girlfriend and kept her in a suitcase in his apartment for 18 months and then fled to Europe until, what, 15 or so years later was brought back to the States and is now in, in prison. Einhorn. I, I know about this. It was based on garbage. It is based on garbage. You want to talk about recycling? I'll give you information showing that people aren't doing the recycling. How do I do this when my kid's kindergarten teacher is a very sweet person and they all, you know, it's almost like if you don't believe in this, then you're a jerk and you don't love the earth or some crap like that. But I'm going to have to sit down on the side and say, listen, I'm not being a jerk here, but I want to make sure that my kid does not get brainwashed. I'm going to teach him certain things. And I'm not, and I want you to realize that I'm not a nut. And here's my evidence to back up my beliefs. So I guess I have to say that to her and say, I don't want you telling my kid Earth Day is about nothing but freaking recycling. Okay? That's, that's one of the things that I'm going to have to figure out and how to do. I'm going to talk more about that because I'm always up for advice. You know, I'm a new parent with a kid in kindergarten. Why don't you just call him out sick for the day? Because it's going to be more than just a day. Oh, and then my the wife week. won't let it happen and blah, blah, blah. blah. But I'm going to be that guy. But you know that it's okay. And I'm going to say, look, you can do whatever you want. You can believe whatever you want. But don't spread that crap to my kid. Do you know what Earth Day is about? But how do I say? See, again, right? I sound like a jerk. Don't spread that crap to my kid. Don't say that. I'd like for you to not indoctrinate my son. Then I'm a jerk again. Maybe you should ask her what she's going to try to teach on Earth Day. You know, throw Damn trash it, why where didn't it I think of that? Uh, you know, don't, don't. Don't put uh, plastic in with the, uh, the the metal stuff. Put your cans in the can recycle. I don't know. I almost want to ask her, what do you think of this whole straw thing? That You notice it's gone away because we started calling out the BS behind that? Uh, she'll bite. The straw? <laughs> no, that bait. You know, turtles like plastic up their nose. It's a fact. I saw it in a video one day. 953, we'll continue. It's K99.